Turn me up. Just like that, we're back. News from Section 400. I'm Matt. Jack and Brian along for the ride. Do we really need to introduce ourselves anymore? Probably not, but it sounds nice in the intro, right? Happy Super Bowl week. The big game is on Sunday. I know everybody's fired up about that. I'm pretty fired up to get some bets fired in there on the game. Live bets, same game parlays, prop bets. What other nonsense? Well, it's not a nonsense event, but what else can you bet on? Nonsense things, I should say. And uh, that's exactly what we'll get this weekend. Uh, There's going to be a lot of money pouring in. We'll get to some of the nonsense later in the show. (laughs) We're going to be taking taking a side on all of it. We will. We will. Because today we are covering everything around the world of sports. And like Brian just alluded to, we're ending with the prop bets. Legit and nonsense. We will be hammering. This is the only time where you can bet on Gatorade colors, where you can bet on over-unders of national anthems. Uh, and all that good stuff. So stay tuned for the end of the show when we hand that stuff out. Uh, and let us know if you're tailing any of the picks in the comments below. We will have a full analysis on the big game Sunday or Saturday. Uh, we'll go over everything, release a pod strictly based uh, on the Super Bowl. Maybe not strictly, but a lot of content, a lot of talk uh, on, on the big game come uh, this Saturday. That'll get released. Pre-game live show Sunday if you want to tune in and just kind of get some pre-analysis, lock in some bets with us, talk about some bets with us. Uh, you know, we'll give give some dialed up opinion on that. Uh, and our Super Bowl drinking game is live. So go check that out over on viewsfromsection400.com. Uh, maybe a couple links in our bios on Instagram. Uh, I know uh, we had that posted out all over our socials as well. But uh, it's not for the weak-hearted. Not for the weak-minded. Uh, I said this. You will be banged up by halftime if you come into this thing thinking, hey, I'm going to dominate this views from Section 400 drinking game. This is nonsense. You're going to miss the end of the game, and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll leave it at that. So look out. Go check out our uh, you know, drinking game. It is live, like I said, for the big game on Sunday. So check that out. Let us know if you guys follow along. If you have some funny videos of maybe somebody, I think one of them was kill your drink or shocking a beer when you see Dak Prescott scrubbing his hair with the head and shoulder shampoo, send us some videos because that'd be pretty funny. Maybe you get a repost on our social. I'll make sure that happens. Um, but yeah, the Iron Bowl of basketball is going on right now. It's only in here because Brian fucking cares and Jack does too. Um, so yeah, the Iron Bowl of College basketball, Auburn, Alabama. Now it's back at Auburn. Alabama already won the first game. Very quick turnaround. That was less than two weeks ago. And we're right right in, in uh, at Auburn playing uh, the, the rematch. And Brian is slugging whiskey right now. So don't know if it's going too well for the Tigers down there. But we'll wait and see how that one plays out. Auburn should have the advantage at home. Um, there is a new segment of the week. And a lot of it was fueled by Brian. So I will let him explain <laughs> what we're going to get into next. Uh, yeah. So for you Grammy fans out there, music fans, you may know uh, Killer Mike's album, Michael, won Rap Album of the Year over Travis Scott, over Drake, over Metro Boomin. I broke that news to Jack and he was perplexed. So as kind of Jack's emotion and everyone's emotion, 
we're going to have a segment called the Michael and it's going to be what happened in the sports world that just had you perplexed and just had, had you thinking about, you know, just what the hell. Uh, so I guess I'll start it off. So my Michael of the week is going to be the locations of the world cup games. So it wasn't that bad, but for the East coast, I don't like it. And I know, I know the final is in MetLife stadium. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea over Dallas. I guess it's what fine. more do you want? I mean, I want the I freaking finals on the East Coast. I'd much rather have the final be in Dallas and the U.S. play their group stage games on the East Coast. Then we finally get a home World Cup where we're supposedly the time zones. We're not going to have to wake up at 5 a.m. or watch a game when it's still light out. And they're playing on the West Coast. So the time zones are still going to be fucked up. It's going to be like 7 o'clock in L.A. And it's going to be 4 o'clock on a work day during the group stage. Like, I don't understand. The NBA has done this too lately where it's like West Coast catered. And I guess now that we're getting into like the millennial hippies where everyone's moving out there, it makes a little bit of sense. But like the East Coast is supposed to be, for as long as we've been alive, it's been this game's at 7, 6 central time. No mention of West Coast. That's just the timing. And now everywhere it's catering to the West Coast. So, I, yeah, that perplexed me. I just I don't like the fact that the U.S. is playing games. Two in L.A., one in Seattle in the group stage. But that's my Michael of the Week. I don't have much to say about that, Brian. Uh, you know, World Cup, not a big soccer guy over here. I'll watch it if the U.S. is doing well, but, you know, miss me with all that. What about you, Matt? Yeah, based on Brian's point, it, so there was, right, what he said was, and Brian, I'm not coming at you here at all, but you, you were ripping on the World Cup locations and then went in to U.S. based on, on your opinion on that. So are you already assuming the U.S. is not making the final? I don't care. On if they home make the, soil? Like, I, if they make the final, that's great. But I'd rather them have three games. Well, it sounds like you already have checked off as not making it based yeah, on your whole room. That's right not what I mean. I'm just saying, like, I wish the group was on the East Coast so I could go to a game that's already scheduled and not have to compete with these Argentina fans and Brazil fans and all these people that are going to buy this final tickets in advance. Like, let me go I'm to just, the U.S. play Ghana in New York or Philly. Like, it's just oh. – I'm just messing with you, man. Uh, I, do, I, I do think uh, – do, 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 like, why can't you go – I guess it is a lot of traveling with time zones as well, but, like, one in Seattle, one in L.A., one on the East Coast, or fuck yeah. Seattle and go to L.A., one on the East Coast for the group stage. But the travel on that, you kind of have to pick. Yeah, you have to pick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe you can go Chicago, Dallas, East Coast, and say screw the West Coast. Just, I, yeah. when I saw the LA home base, I was just annoyed. like, LA is getting everything now. They're getting the Super Bowl. Yeah. Vegas has the Super Bowl this year. Like, it's, it's just stop. Yeah, why did Bullshit. the Eagles just randomly get fucking Phoenix last year? Like, yeah, it's SoFi. Then I was like, all right, we'll go to fucking Phoenix, twenty-year-old stadium. And then, all right, Vegas, yeah, we'll throw you guys go play in there. Like, what was that all about? It's interesting, but I don't know. We could Phoenix, go on a tangent on that. Phoenix brings no, some good Super Bowls. That's when the Giants won their first one. Last year's was pretty good. Last year's was good. Eagles had every right to win. And it's the, the, bullshit, Boise, but... the Boise State Fiesta Bowl was, was in that stadium. Was that in that stadium? <laughs> yeah. The Statue of Liberty? Yep. Wow. The stadium has some good interesting. It has some good memories, I guess. <laughs> Not great for the Eagles. Uh, pretty sure we lost an NFC Championship game that in there. It was like 07 with Jeff Garcia behind behind center. Oh, goodness. Uh, 
so we lost the NFC championship game. Maybe it was 07 or 08. Uh, you'd have to check that, uh, check my timing on that. But yeah, big Jeff Garcia leading the team. McNabb goes down, leads them to the NFC championship game. And maybe they lose by three or seven to Arizona in the a- NFC championship game. Maybe that was the year that uh, the Cardinals lost to the Steelers uh, in that Super Bowl. So maybe it was. Maybe it was a year they, later. They, I'm not sure. They it doesn't matter. That year. I think that was 2010. Either way, Jeff Garcia, Eagles legend. Jack, what is <laughs> your Michael of the Week? My Michael of the Week is Mattress Mac and his furniture commercial. I'm sure you guys saw this. He opens up in his big puffer jacket, looking like a gangster, starts pouring some Sprite and Jolly Ranchers into a double cup of styrofoam. I mean – it's pretty on brand that I'm going to start it out, you know, him looking like a rapper and, and this, this dude, Michael winning the, uh, the, the first, the first official Michael award for, uh, I mean, our, our views from session 400, also the Grammy, but yeah, mattress Max showing up, not really sure what the point was. I mean, I understand that he's, uh, you know, on social media and always dropping the the big bets and sort of being an influencer at 80 years old, but yeah, I'm 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 not really digging or I'm not really digging the gangster vibe with the Jolly Ranchers and the lean. Um, <laughs> Mattress back was sipping lean. That's what you're telling me. You didn't see the video? I did not. Brother, you got to check this out. Mattress Mac. It, the, it, the video, oh, it's a commercial. It's a commercial. And it opens up him in a big puffer jacket, you know, designer shades with like a hat on. And he just starts unrolling like Jolly Ranchers, putting them in a double cup. <laughs> starts pouring Sprite in there. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that Let's sounds ridiculous. Like, I'm going to have to watch that after this. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. But like, it's all publicity stunt. He's trying to be relevant. He's trying to Super milk it. Yeah, milk out whatever he can. Uh, How much money did he left. win on the Astros? He How much a, did he lose? Well, he's lost a lot, but he put a lot of money on the Astros when they won. Yeah, I would have to think that he's definitely down with the with the public bets he's given out. It's got to be bankrolled by someone, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of money, but yeah, uh, maybe. It was he won 43 mil when the Astros won the World Series. And pissed away a lot of a lot of a lot of it or a lot more. Oh, 75 mil. Never mind. He would have won 43 mil if they would have won last year. He won 75 when they won in 2022. Wow. So I think well, he's okay. Good I think for he's him. doing all right. Good for him, dude. Keep sipping up that lean. Uh I'll jump on my Michael of the Week as Brian introduced it. I don't really know what to come up with here because again, new segment. Kind of got thrown on me thinking on the fly. So there was some kind of like NFL PA guy. I think his last name was Hal. Um, came out with the study that said 92% of players want grass fields over turf. So what I'm confused about is who the hell is the 8% that prefer the turf? 8% is a pretty big number. Yeah, I thought across the board, ninety nine percent, hundred percent, they did not like this shit. Who's the eight percent that prefers the turf? Is it running backs? Are running backs getting better grip? Is is it the quarterbacks? Like who could who who prefers that? Who would prefer the turf over the grass? Eight percent in my mind seems like a big number. That's why to what you said, the Michael confusing surprise thing of the week, kind of surprised or confused who that eight percent is. It's, it's got to be the specialist, right? 
because it's like, like always team. easy place to hold the ball. And like they're not dealing with the beads and their socks from getting tackled and all the turf burns. So I, I feel like it's got to be them, right? Yeah, but do that's what I was thinking. But do they make up eight percent of the league? No, and the other yeah. thing is, Brian, it's the the ninety two percent of the players prefer the grass. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, the specialists do get the turf burn, and well, they don't get do tackled. get. I guess I don't know. Either way. Who is the 8% that prefers the turf over the grass? I thought it was across the board, 99%. These guys like the grass over the turf. Yeah, that, yeah, is, that, that, is, that is an interesting question. Oh, also, Seems- going back to uh, kind of circling this with the World Cup, I'm seeing so many memes from like random people that are like, why would they play in MetLife because of the turf? They're going to put grass in it. That When there's soccer there, they put grass in it. So enough of that take. You're not. You're not funny. It's not original it's it, you're wrong seems like you took that pretty personal brian uh what 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 do you mean they wheel grass in there when they put does grass, that happen when, or are you yeah when when they play soccer fifa doesn't allow turf so they put grass in it and so it's kind of like again we'll, we'll loop this we'll loop this back to uh to phoenix how they do where they roll the grass in and roll it out because phoenix indoors though but it's real grass yeah, I mean, how do I they get it out like there? That. There's no underground. I guess they just roll it out. Yeah, like, I don't know the out. agricultural logistics of it, but <laughs> I know they put yeah. grass in there. FIFA's yeah, not going to let them uh, play on turf. Hell no, especially for the final. But yeah, I guess that's the Michael segment of the week. Let us know what you thought, and uh, let us know something that might have surprised you in sports this week. Um, we'll roll into some more NFL talk, and again, we'll dominate the big game on the Friday show that gets released Saturday. Record Friday, release Saturday, everyone to say it. But we did have some news during the week, and I guess it could have fit into the Michael uh, as well because the Eagles are playing in Brazil to start the season. I don't know why the Eagles got picked for that. And it is a home game. You're taking a home game away from the link. Probably could have won the Michael Award right there in itself, but wanted to save it for this segment because I really don't understand it at all. I mean, I guess it's cool. But you're not going to get the real I, – I know the Eagle. it's like they have the thing, Eagles everywhere. And Eagles fans really are everywhere. They do have a huge fan base. They travel well. They travel for their team. Um, the local Philly guys do, do fans of Philly, which travels to games every year. So I'm sure they'll have a huge fans of Philly travel party that has the pregame uh, tailgate. You know, you can, you can get hotel rooms with other fans. Like it's a whole thing. So I'm sure they'll have some massive things set up for that. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Eagles, at least in the NFL's eyes, should be one of those franchises that is the real moneymaker. I guess based on that is why they would send them internationally because they are very, very popular. Whether you like Philly or hate Philly, the Eagles are extremely popular across the league um, for good and bad reasons. Um, But, yeah, I mean – it's it's an interesting concept. Um, they're playing in, you know, the Brazilian soccer league isn't that big. So playing in that stadium down there is also seems like it's a bit smaller. But I could be wrong on that. But it seems like the stadium's not quite as big as uh, what you might get up here. I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, I love Eagles home openers. And this is bullshit. So screw you, Roger Goodell, yeah, whoever yeah. came up with this. It, it got signed off by Goodell. So F you, man. 
I was going to say, welcome to it, man. My Jags have had a home game out in London for the past decade, so nothing <laughs> new over here. Uh, poverty franchise, as you guys like to call it. But, yeah, we're, we're out there in London every single year using up one of our home games out there. Uh, you know, last year we were out there for two straight weeks. Thankfully, only one of them was a home game, but still. I mean, it's just annoying that it's got to be your team. I get it, but – I mean, don't forget, dude, Jalen Hurts, he's he's Brazilian, so it makes sense if they're going there. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's definitely yes. tough for losing a home game. I will say there's a little bit of saving grace that it's only a two-hour difference in time, so it's not like you got to yeah. wake up early for the London game. You'll still have time to tailgate and drink, I guess, if you want to watch them yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, it is a Friday night, Friday night game, so the Black Friday football that they had this year, I guess, is here to set, stay. Obviously not Black Friday, but Friday Night Football is here to stay. Are is it going to be? Is it going to be Amazon Prime exclusive? I would think it is. It might be. Maybe. Maybe that, we'll see. That's we'll see what next football season brings. But I would yeah. think a Friday Night game is going to be Amazon. I mean, that I, I'll tell you this: that first weekend of the NFL season, we're going to get the Thursday game, the Birds on Friday, and then college football. The first like good week. And then a full slate on Sunday, and then the Monday night football game. It's gonna be a lot of football. It's gonna be a lot of football, and so usually at that time of year, when we have the long summer, and you know, baseball is great. But I do understand. I'm a huge baseball guy. Brian's a huge baseball guy. Jack, I know you enjoy baseball. I don't know if you're like baseball nerds like Brian and I are. I'm a nerd but, about the game, not 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 mm-hmm. the players. Right, but what you know, when you're in that long baseball season, I get it. You know, it's not for everyone, and you're just itching for football. So that first weekend, you know, is really gonna have everybody fired up. So I get it. It's kind of cool, but either way, birds in Brazil, man, do better. Since it's a set, uh, longer season, do they get like an extra home game because of nope. the longer season? No, <laughs> not okay. nope. They're not. They don't even you're dial just, that you're up. You're losing a home game. Got it. You got to get it. Got to get the one seed to get that extra home game back. Real quick before we move on, prediction. Who do they play? Divisional opponent like the Cowboys? Do they play like an AFC team? Or who do they play? Real quick, round the horn, who do they play? If the 49ers lose this weekend, they'll play the 49ers. Uh, I was going to say it's going to be a good NFC team. Yeah, if, if the 49ers I win, I think I it'll think be the Lions. Yeah, that see Brian's got the same thought I do. NFC, good team, out of division. Really? So you don't see it being like a Bills Eagles opening night game? The Bills are gonna play the winner of the Super Bowl in the opening night. Well, I mean, they, they just did. They just did hey, look, we got this. We got this. We'll go back next year. We'll clip this. Last opening last year's opening game was Lions Chiefs, which is AFC NFC, so I don't think they. I don't think they will keep it exclusively to that. But I, you know, I know a lot of people yeah, are saying Cowboys. I don't. I don't see them doing a Cowboys Eagles game in Brazil. No. I mean, that's just too big of a they game. Can't, yeah, they can't do that's that. That's just too too big of a game. Too big for the fan bases. Too much money in America to be made than to send that you know down to Brazil. But I don't know. I could see the Niners. I I, I think the Niners pick is is pretty fair and accurate. And then. That'll, you know, because the Eagles, I don't think, will suck next year. I do think they'll still be decent. So that'll just spark up whoever wins that game. They'll, they'll be some banter back and forth all year. I can um, see Tampa, Tampa down there, too. 
Tampa, like a Bucks Eagles. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, are they gonna make it like a crazy like Eagles Niners, Chiefs Niners, Bills Niners, like, well, line, or is it gonna be like you know they're gonna send like uh, the Texans it's gonna down be a there. big time matchup. Game or it's season. gonna be, or it's gonna be like Cardinals Eagles. Like what? Are, like what are they gonna do? I, I think no. you can lock in the Niners or the Lions, Niners depending on if the Niners win the Super Bowl. Bucks. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you, you, you could sell me on the LA Rams. I mean, tough flight for them. Yeah. Just Bucks a little bit more, but you could sell me on the LA Rams as well. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting ways they could go with it. It is interesting that they said the Eagles will play there, but didn't release the team they're going to play. Um, so just to spark up more oh confusion, <laughs> debate, all that shit. Roger probably convinced uh, the Eagles, and now he's got to work on convincing another another franchise to play him. Honestly, that could definitely be the case. Probably not, but funny, funny conspiracy there. Um Let's jump on to some more NFL news, though. Right before the big game, Patrick Mahomes' father with his third DUI. I mean, somebody's got to get this guy off the road. Yeah, I think this – so a couple years ago, uh, a Mets fan came out with, like, the 64 worst things to happen to Mets players, and it was a pretty pretty hilarious bracket. I think this might make the list for that bracket. Former Mets player Patty Mahomes Sr. getting his third DUI. Could face ten years in prison, like three days before his son plays in the Super Bowl. I love how he... somehow you made this about the Mets. Uh, <laughs> for hey, for, for no, know, this about they, the Mets. They, they know how I feel with the with the, when Auburn comes up every other sentence. Up fourteen and a half, by the way. But um, <laughs> as soon as I saw this headline, I immediately thought of like just just how. Mets players just are always in the news for bad situations. I didn't even go to the Chiefs. I just really went to the Mets. Yeah, the Mets do have a uh, just always in the headlines for not the not the best reason. Um, but yeah, what he had a sixteen ounce of Coors in the car, had a few beers, and was right behind the wheel. And he'll be right at the Super Bowl on Sunday. I mean, I'm sure he posted bail or oh, yeah. got out, and he's good to go. So uh, what if he hope, faces hope, ten years after that? Though? Yeah, I mean, look, is he going to do like the full sentence? Probably not. And I mean, his son is Patrick Mahomes, who can pull a lot of weight. Uh, but look, I mean, this dude Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's shout out to him, dude. I mean, honestly, you can love him, you can hate him, but he's got a fucked up family, and through that adversity, he's still getting it done on the football field. Uh, you know, his brother and his and his uh, his wife, they, they sort of chilled out this year, which is, you know, good for all of us. But now he's got to deal with his dad. And my gosh, dude, just let this man catch a break and play some football. Right. Yeah, it's truly remarkable, dude. The guy's been lights out and his family is a disaster. <laughs> so it's <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Man, deal with the devil, brother. He had to have, um, but he's uh, yeah, going for the third Super Bowl. Uh, what five or six, six or six years in the NFC Championship yes, game? Six years, unfazed is what you call that, unfazed. Um, but yeah, let's let's roll on here, Brian. Why don't you talk about this? Because this seems like something that'd be right up your alley. The yeah. celebrity flag football game okay. that can be a mic that could be a Michael of the week. Twenty six. I've been around for twenty six years. Yeah, I had no idea. Apparently, it's been a thing for twenty six years that there's just a celebrity flag football game, like the celebrity softball or NBA All Star game. It's just it's there. 
every year on Super Bowl week, but this year it's uh team Tracy McGrady versus team RG3. And let me list some of these A-listers playing in this game for you. So we got TikTok star Josh Richards, who's on the BFFs podcast with uh, Dave Fortnoy. Uh, Sydney Coulson, who won a Olympic 3v3 women's basketball medal with Kelsey Plum. Uh, Brian Baumgartner, Brian from The Office. Uh, DJ Polly D, <laughs> former quarterback Doug Flutie. Uh, no Hands Chorus, Roscoe Dash. And Rob Riggle, the comedian. And here's the kicker. <laughs> There's someone I didn't put on here. Alexander Madison is playing in this game. Wait, uh, that doesn't make... What? <laughs> Alexander Madison is playing in the celebrity flag football game? Yep. He's a real mm. football player. <laughs> he yep. plays in the NFL. <laughs> Can you imagine Brian from the office trying to, trying to pull Alexander Madison's flag? It's just not going to happen. Brian's going to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, um, I know that he lost carries to, like, Ty Chandler this year, but is he really trying to make him up in this celebrity flag football game? I didn't it looks look like he, it. Maybe dude. he's from Vegas or something, but it was wild when I saw that. All right. I, but I do see about that. Let's move on from the flag football game. Well, yeah, I see I see it's on, it's on at 10 p.m. on Thursday, uh, which is good. That means, uh, you know, I won't be fucking watching it. Um, so good good timing there. You don't want to see um, Tracy McGrady score some touchdowns? No, I'm good on that. Definitely don't need to see Josh Richards uh, doing TikTok dances after scoring a <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, Doug Flutie, like that dude, he's going to get hurt or potentially die. Uh, that could be a serious situation. That guy's got to be 70 years old or older. Yeah, it'll be taken as testosterone pills. What are they called? The Nugenics? Him and Frank Thomas? Though? Yeah, him and Frank Thomas, dude, are fucking roid raging every day. All right. Yeah. And Rob Riggle, dude. What's it, What's up with that guy? I haven't seen him since, like, uh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, he, um, he, he makes a cameo on the Fox NFL Sunday every now and again. Does, like, a two-minute uh, skit. Does he? Good for him. Uh, clearly, it's really popular since nobody really sees it. All right, moving on. Commanders hire Cliff Kingsbury and some more normal news here. A little, is it that normal though? Like, where the hell did Cliff Kingsbury come from? I thought this guy was fucking off in his vacation with his hot ass wife. I, I, I guess he was, but now he's back. And I mean, Dan well, Quinn can't he? coach an offense, so no, he can't. So if there's, I mean, I guess it was a guy who had a pretty prolific offense out in Arizona, at least for a few years there. And then things just kind of fell apart. I think his relationship with Kyler Murray kind of was what rubbed that whole thing the wrong, uh, you know, downtrend way other than him just like being a good head coach. But he did have some solid seasons. You got to give him that. I just know it kind of blew up at the end there for him. Um, And then did he... You say reunion with Caleb Williams, so maybe do the commanders somehow able to draft him as number one and number two. But either way, Caleb Williams filed Lincoln Riley out there. Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury was able to put his fingertips on that whole situation, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, I guess best of luck in, uh, in Washington with, for now, who Brian and Jack call elite Sam Howell. Well. They're going to draft a quarterback. And they're they might draft Caleb Williams. Like, what if the Bears hold on to Justin Fields and the commanders get Caleb Williams and he get, gets well, reunited? Where are the commanders picking? Two. Oh, I didn't yeah. know they have the second pick. 
Yeah. I don't I don't expect the Bears to stick with Fields. Um, but you know, if they do, this is definitely a possibility. I think, you know, the only thing I really want to touch on here is good for the commanders organization. Uh, I think that Cliff as the OC could actually do something pretty well now that he's just an offensive coordinator, doesn't have to run the whole show. You got Dan Quinn to do that, who's a, a great coach and a great defensive mind. So I think with him on the defensive front, Cliff on the offense, you know, I, I think that the commanders are starting to go in the right direction and, and maybe they can break that, uh, that longest drought of, of, NFC title games uh, that we just talked about the other day. Well, yeah, man, like just a quick hypothetical here. If they do get Caleb Williams and he gets reunited with Cliff, just going to run you down the schedule real quick. Let's see how many games they win. This is saying they get Caleb Williams. All right, quick. Week one at Baltimore. Lose. Loss. Week two at Dallas. Loss. L. Week three at NOLA. Loss. Week four at Giants. You're going to say win. Uh, that that's probably a win. I think they can they can win, but that the Giants Commanders games over the last few years have been just fucking turn your TV off. That's how bad they've been. All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll say zero and four then. At at Eagles, loss. At Tampa, loss. Eh, can see them maybe do some there. I'll go win just so we're not fucking saying loss every time. I'll All say right. they'll beat they'll beat the Bucks because Baker Mayfield will fall off a cliff. So, so they're at one and five at home versus Dallas. Loss. At home versus the Giants. Well, let's say they split with the Giants. Yeah, yeah they, I think they, that's fair. So two and six uh, at home. The versus, Giants are going to be no whirlwind next year. <laughs> at home versus Philly. Oh, give them a loss. Come on. All right, two and seven at home versus Atlanta. That's got to be a win, right? I could see them win that. Yeah. Oh, I could see Atlanta being a, a pretty decent team next year, depending on who they get at quarterback. I mean, we have to think that they're going to invest over there as well, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm giving Possibly. them the win. I'm giving them the win. I'm giving them the win just for I'm the sake the of this. Three and seven. Bullshit. At home versus the Panthers. Win. Four and seven. At home versus the Browns. Loss. Four and eight. At home versus Pittsburgh. Loss. Keep in mind, Arthur Smith is the OC for Pittsburgh. Still a loss. All right. Is Mike Tomlin still that coach? Four and nine at Cincinnati with Burrow. Loss. Four and ten at Arizona. Loss. Uh, I'll say they'll win that one. At Arizona, loss. Cross country, Kyler, no. <laughs> at home versus Chicago. Towards the end of the season, at home against <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Fucking drama game because of should they have kept the number one pick bullshit. Maybe they get a win. Late Absolute drama game right there. Late in the season, Caleb's a little bit more developed. They get a win. All right, so we'll, we'll say they're at five wins, and then at home versus Tennessee to end it. No more weird Mike Vrabel juice. You get, you get five, six wins, Brian. That's what I'm giving you. All right, no more Mike Vrabel. And that's, and that's a lot six for me. Wins. That's a lot for me. I don't know so, if they get Yeah, I'm sorry, Commanders fans. You're not making the playoffs next year. There's just a lot more. I know the quarterback's huge, but, like, dude, that defense needs, like, major fucking work. They traded yeah. away their two like, And they two gave away Montez days. Sweat and, and Chase Young. So like they have to rebuild that now. Yep. Uh, There's Chase a lot Young's, more than Chase Young's terrible. It was a good I trade to get him on. But Montez Sweat was one of the best pass rushers. Montez Sweat's really good. Yeah. He yeah. went to the bear. He went to the Bears, and the Bears defense was like immediately fucking elite. The Bears ended the season really well. Like they're good. I know. I know. I know. Big Cat was trying to give it to uh, Eberflus on correcting the defense, <laughs> but that was like Montez Sweat. Yeah, it was a lot of Montez Sweat. 
yeah. I mean, him coming in there just like completely changed that D line. It allowed other guys who aren't as good be good because less attention were on them. And Sweat's just so good that he could blow up double teams and just be a fucking beast. I love Montez Sweat. I think he's an awesome player. And uh hope he does well. I love him. Ever. I just love I love his name ever since he came in. He was a was he a Mississippi State guy? That actually there was a little trivia for you. Mississippi State or A and M? That that color that color is. Uh, I was color thinking. Seemed... I was thinking Clemson. No, definitely not Clemson. I think there. I think no way Clemson. My guess is Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Boom! There you, there you go. Look at that pull, dude. Yeah, loved watching him uh, when he came into the league. Just always thought he was a beast. But going to be interesting either way, the Commanders. You know, it's I hate the Giants. I hate the Cowboys. Commanders, I just don't care. I just don't really care. They haven't been good. They suck. Um, even you know, even when RG3 won that one division title and they made the playoffs, like I was rooting for them. I didn't care. I don't care. Like the Giants made this through uh, uh, playoffs. Rooting against them. Cowboys, rooting against them. Commanders, like. I'll root for RG3 in a wild card against the Seahawks. I hate the Seahawks more than I hate the Commanders. And that's saying something for an interdivision matchup. That's how bad the Commanders have been. And uh, the Giants will always be on the hate list just because all my friends or a lot of my friends are Giant fans. But the Giants are approaching who the hell cares because they're so bad uh, level. I know they have their two Super Bowls they cling on to earlier in the decade and the century, but (laughs) – You can't say earlier in the century when we're not even a quarter of the way through the century yet. Am I wrong or am I correct by saying that? I mean, it was was 12 years ago. (laughs) Am I wrong or am I correct? Uh, Anyway, let's get into the NBA. We'll save football talk about irrelevant teams for when football season rolls back around and everybody – and we can get jacked up on that. But the NBA, Brian, I'll let you get into it because you're our NBA insider here. Views from Section 400. What's everybody missed? How are Thunder doing, man? Yeah, Thunder are tied for first. Uh, the Clippers actually are in first place. Uh, game ahead of the in the loss column over the Thunder. But James Harden will find a way to implode that team eventually. But yeah, right now it's kind of just waiting out until we get to the All-Star game. The Cleveland Cavaliers, I know Jack loves the Cavs, loves Isaac Okoro, as do I. I think, Jack, you said he's going to win DPOI, which could be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, the Cavs, yeah. the Cavs have won 14 out of 15, so they're, they're in second place in the East right now, which would, think, which would make you think that their coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, would be the head coach of the All-Star game since Joe Missoula is not allowed. But it's going to be Doc Rivers because the cutoff for the record was February 4th. Jack, I know you are not happy about that. just doesn't make any sense. Doc Rivers has coached three, four, five games this NBA season, uh, and now he gets to coach the All-Star game. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's the new guy that – you know he should just be excluded, right, from from the entire list. But – you know, if you want to think about it logically, you're not going to give it to the Celtics coach, Missoula. Oh, there's some rule that says you can't do it. You can't coach the All-Star game two years in a row. Which That's is stupid. Dumb. Yeah. So dumb. You're going to let a guy who's coached five games this year coach the All-Star game. And then, you know, again, you would think that it'd be blicky uh, if you're not going to let Missoula coach because you know, the Cavs are number two in the East. But no, not going to get blicky out there either. We're going to give it, again, Doc Rivers. What yeah, has Doc Rivers ever done, man? I mean – Look, I understand that he's coached all these superstars over the years, but like, when's the last time he won a title? 
I mean, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything with the Clippers team. Did he ever win a title? I mean, he did nothing with the Clippers. He did nothing with the. Are you guys serious right now? With the Celtics. With the Celtics. When? Yeah, dude. Like 2008. Anything is possible. Dude, the fucking KG, the first super team ever with KG, Paul Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen. The team that created super teams. Created today's NBA. You mean that's the last time he did something with with his coaching career and won an NBA title? I mean, yep. Wh- what are we talking about here? We he's getting he's gotten the kings of the kingdom on on so many incredible teams with Kawhi and Paul George and you know the superstars go on and on. I can't even name them all, but I, I just don't understand why he's getting another shot. And on top of that, a fraud. On top of that, he's coaching this this all star game. I mean, he did nothing with your process, Colin. I mean, it was just. Yeah, the, uh, the, he set him back. Those Lob City teams were really like the fact he couldn't get out of the second round was just Chris that Paul, was really like, the, DeAndre Jordan. Those two were jumping through the roof like it was nobody's business with the best point guard at the time, giving them lobs left and right, which was a, pretty much an unstoppable play, and they still couldn't figure it out. Yeah, but this is this is on the NBA as much as Doc Rivers is a fraud. Uh, every other sport, they just whoever made the finals last year. Those are your two all-star game coaches. Why does the NBA do it for this season? And why are you not allowed to if you couldn't, if you coached the previous year? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. And those those four games that he's coached or five games that he's coached so far, he's one he only four. won one of them. Yeah, he's one yeah. of four. So they've been pretty bad. Uh, but um, yeah, but before we do move on, I will say he has said he will give his bonus check and uh, game check to Adrian Griffin. So he's not taking any of the money he gets for coaching the game. Who's so he least, giving it to? Uh, the old Bucks coach, Adrian Griffin. Oh, he is tossing yeah. over. All right. What, what, what is it? You get like, what do you get for that? It's do you know like what a, the dollar amount is? Probably like a 500K bonus. That's a pretty up, sizable but... ch- That's a pretty sizable chunk of change um, if it is that much, but. Out to Doc Rivers. He's stolen. He's stolen millions from all these teams, bro. All Star Game isn't this weekend, but it's next weekend. So Wemby and pa- Apollo Banchero, I'm guessing that is, are teaming up in the Skills Challenge. Is that how they do it now, or these guys just team up? I know they used to yep. kind of make the teams for you. Now these guys can just team up. Well, yeah, they always do like the home team. So the Pacers will probably have a team. And then the last couple of years, Giannis and his brothers had to doing it. But yeah, I guess right. these three, they're the I think last three number one picks, right? Ant was 21, Paulo was 22, and Wemby yeah. last year. So, yeah, like team number one pick. And then the Pacers will probably do a team. And then maybe Giannis will do a team. But I don't know with all that drama with him and his brothers right now. So they've lost this, this weekend has lost so much like juice and value, dude. Like, I remember you used to like always like being like, oh my gosh, a dunk contest. Like, this is sick. Now it's just like nonsense. I get it. Mac McClung like kind of brought it back a little bit last year just because it was like, you know, something different. But like, dude, they used to do it with like core stars. Yeah. Who were out there doing crazy dunks. And now it's like, dude, Mac McClung plays in the fucking D League or G League, whatever you want to call it. Like, I get it, dude. I'm not ripping on McClung, but it's like, dude, come on. Like, you might as well go get. Uh, a freakishly athletic athlete who plays a different sport and have him come in and do a dunk contest. That'd be more entertaining if you had like Odell out there trying to, trying right. to dunk. 
All right, like something different. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like, all right, cool, I guess. But like, have them Harlem Globetrotters come in and do the dunk contest. It'd probably be more entertaining. And your guy, Hami Hawkes, is, is reportedly going to join the dunk contest. Yeah, I mean, he, he's like, is he even an athletic big? Like, he's, he seems a little clunky. Apparently, he has hops, but I don't think of I think it was like a mid range slasher, not really yeah. a dunker. Like, yeah, you he's know. probably going to put some slams on it, you know, a nice hard touch on his dunks. I think that's what's going to, you know, if he wants a shot to win it, that's what's going to get him over the edge on a couple. Yeah, that uh, the people in the, in the contest, it doesn't really move the needle for me, man. The last, like, I mean, I get it. McClung did a decent, brought some eyes last year. The last decent one was, what, Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was like, what, was that a couple years in a row they, they did that? The, so 16 and 17. So that was like cool, but other than that, this weekend, and now they do the target score, and you got to get to this number to win, and nobody's yeah. trying until the last like three points of the game, and it's you know it's nonsense. I but will say, I if Jalen Brown dunks with his left hand, he deserves to win. Why? <laughs> he just can't dribble with it. He can't use his left hand. All right. Well, we'll see if he's able to pull that off. <laughs> petty. It's not petty. I'm just think- stating a fact. I think that's a pretty cool nugget too. CJ Stroud and Parsons confirmed for the celebrity game. Yeah, it's that's pretty much a little just better. Them and like D list actors and then a couple WNBA players. But uh, Aja Wilson is coaching, which kind of makes it a little bit of a slap in the face to the WNBA players that are playing. Because I, I don't know. I guess she's the league MVP and like the best player. But no, it's definitely a little slap in the face. I'll give you that. She's she's the peer of like these guys, and she's coaching. It's not yeah. like you have you still have like Team LeBron and Team Steph in the All-Star yeah, but they're team, team captains. They're playing with them. It's not like you have like LeBron and Steph coaching the rising stars. It'd be it'd be like that. Like, it just I, I and, and it's a fun event, but it just it feels a little weird. I don't know. I understand the comparison. I don't know if I if I'm there with you, but I understand what you're saying. I, I just fair. saw that. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. It's who cares? Are you going to be tuned in to the Celebrity All-Star Game? No. No, as soon as that... Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching CJ Stroud and praying that he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah I'll really say that. I'll, seeing CJ Stroud in this Celebrity <laughs> says, Game moves the needle moves the needle a little more for me than it does the dunk contest. Yes, I'm ignoring Jack's fucking I'm praying he doesn't get hurt, but really hoping he gets hurt side-eye. Yeah, for those uh, of you listening on Spotify and Apple, Jack, uh, that wasn't very too sincere of I hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And you call me a Philly scumbag. <laughs> uh, let's keep... Come on, I'm just joking out here. <laughs> All right, let's roll on here. We got some NCAA basketball to get into. Big win for the Jayhawks as has dramatically dropped plus 1500 we gave them out a plus 3000 and they dropped the plus 1500 so if you were able to tell when we had it going on and when we were giving it out you got some great value because they look electric and they legitimately have a shot to win it all um you know keep checking out our bracketology on views from section 400 think brian what are we four weeks in of updating it yeah one, two, three, either three or four, but we'll have three, or three left. Only three left before uh, Selection Ch- Sunday. We got three updates left before the final bracket is released. I guess four, because it'll be the 14th. Yeah, one, two, three, four, four weeks until the week of until before. They, yeah, so, so four left. 
couple more updates to be released until they come out with the real deal. Uh, and that'll be fun to do. So definitely follow along. We'll be giving out a lot of juice for that. I'm sure we will have an official views from section 400 bracket that Brian, myself and Jack all get involved on. Oh yeah. They, and they, just after selection Sunday, we will be streaming and we'll be filling out the official views from 400 bracket. So yeah, we'll have an official bracket and then we'll have that posted on our socials and our website. So you guys can kind of follow along, get some insight um, if you want that. So definitely check that out. Views from section 400.com. Go check it out. Let us know if you like where we have some of the teams. Uh, Let us know if there's a team that deserves to be in it. That's not in it. Uh, We love to hear what you think, but yeah, other than that, NCAA been, I guess a little idle, uh, a lot of the mid-major teams that look like they're going to win it all have have been, you know, staying staying the course and and they're trending towards those teams that are going to have the best shot to win it all. Um, you know, championship week's crazy, so nothing's guaranteed. Um, but just that's kind of how it's how it's trending. I guess when you watch this, the game will be said and done. Do we have an Auburn Alabama update? I know they were up like 15 last yep. time we checked. Auburn's up 15, 14 minutes ago in the second half. So it's looking good. Uh, I, this line was disrespectful at five and a half. Auburn's the better team, especially when Alabama has to go on the road. Yeah. And like I said, I think I texted you guys earlier uh, when I was, you know, doing my research, getting involved with my underground sources. Uh, my few contacts were four for four across the board had Auburn minus five and a half as an absolute lock. No it, questions asked. It was lock. also my play of the day as well as we try to end a two-game losing streak. So that's looking pretty good. It's more of Alabama on the road is is why I would love that. Yeah, they just of, can't you know, make threes on the road. Yeah, they're just not not that team. Um, and I know Nova was playing tonight against Xavier, but they don't deserve to be talked about. So we'll leave it at that. You know, we, we we've talked about Alabama's struggles on the road, but let's uh let's not forget to mention Auburn at home. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've been saying it all year. Absolute freaking wagon on uh at home in the jungle. So keep riding their spread at home in the jungle, week in, week out. And I really don't want to ask this because I'm sure we'll uh, this will like bro up a 45 minute discussion. But like, I know Auburn football is huge. But what are your guys' memories from like going to Auburn basketball games? Like, did you guys go and get rowdy, or was it not really? After not really like because I know Auburn hasn't been like relevant forever. Like they they've had some really bad stretches of not being good. It's been a while. It was our Brian. What was it? Our junior year when they went to the Final Four. Yeah, our sophomore year, they made it to the second round of the tournament, though, and they went, like, 29-6. So our sophomore year was really when it started picking up. So freshman year, they weren't good? Freshman year, they were terrible. I would go to games and sit front row next to Abby and get on ESPN, like, every time. That's what I was going to say is is freshman and sophomore year, you were able to go to the game as a student, wait in the line if there was one, uh, you know, never more than, like, an hour, and you'd be able to get right into the jungle – now or, or ever since junior year and if you try to get there now you have to go legitimately like 24 hours in advance for a big game like this there were people outside the stadium it 28, was, yeah 28, 28 hours that's it, insane yeah no auburn's definitely like it, neville game. arena neville arena small but in terms of like atmospheres of college basketball we're not biased when we say it's like one of the best right now because it's so yeah, small that's... that like they pack it out and it just gets insane in there 
Well, that's what they do for uh, Cameron Indoor for Duke. Like, you see people fucking pitching tents outside the stadium essentially a day before. So, some good stuff there. Props to Auburn for uh, creating a nice little college basketball utopia. It's really uh, props to Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl has just completely turned that program around. Revamped the program. So, props to that. Uh, Again, NCAA has just been kind of been pretty idle along here. Uh, I do want to send a shout out to South Florida, Chris Youngblood from Young uh, from Ke- Kennesaw State last year transferred into South Florida. A lot of those guys from that Kennesaw State team who should have beat Xavier last year. Anyone remembers that game? Kennesaw yep. was a 14 seed, played Xavier, and they choked it out at the end. Yeah, the Xavier um, big man blocked that layup at the end. Yep, and win. but but either way, Kennesaw had a lead had a lead late, and they kind of fumbled it up. Uh, but that Kennesaw coach went to USF as well. So the South Florida coach is is that old Kennesaw guy. He brought a bunch of players, uh, with the best one being Chris Youngblood, which is a crazy name in itself. And but yeah, they they were down twenty at home to Charlotte last night, and they came all the way back and won, which was a crazy game because I had uh, USF minus one twenty and was pretty rattled at halftime. Um, but it was an unbelievable storm back to not only race the 18 or 20 point deficit, but win the game. You know, I know Jack, we love FAU, but USF is right there in the American. They're actually at top of the American, at least entering today, um, at nine and one in the conference. And I'm pretty sure they're on like a nine game win streak as well. Uh, FAU's there. Charlotte's good, but the American could be, could be a sneaky conference come March. So let's keep our eyes on that. All right. Super Bowl prop prop bets. We got what the Nickelodeon broadcast. Brian, are you all in on that? So it kind of looks better than the CBS broadcast. So not only are they gonna start off start off the game with the rendition of "Sweet Victory," but then we're gonna get Noah Eagle, so Ian Eagle's son, uh, Nate Burleson, SpongeBob and Patrick as reporters, and then Sandy Cheeks as a sideline reporter. And I don't know about you guys, but that sounds better to me than Tony Romo just babbling nonsense for the whole game. Yeah, I, but I like Jim Nance, dude. Yeah, Jim Nance, is, that's true. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of in on this Nick broadcast. I, I like Nate Burleson. He's, he's been good. Noah Eagle, he's not as good as his dad, but I don't know. You had me, you had me with the song in the beginning. What is the song, Sweet oh, Victory? Yeah, Nick will definitely be on for the opener of the Super Bowl. Yeah, you got you got me with that. Other than that, I think I need to hear I need to just hear my classic Jim Nance on on a big stage calling it. And because uh, that's just, you know, hearing Jim Nance on that, which I know obviously it rotates every year, but then we just roll right into, you know, golf season. Masters is right around the corner. And I get my classic hello friends yep. and welcome to Augusta. It's more yep. soft than that, but I love it, dude. I love it. I love I can't wait for golf season. We'll, we'll dial that up for all you golf fanatics out there as yeah. well. The season's already started if you're really into it. But, uh, you know, I know when the Masters hits, that's really kind of the start of the when people get dialed in. But, yeah, what do we got? What do we got, Brian? Keep keep us rolling through here, dude. Yeah, so the, we're going to be doing a bunch of these little prop bets, and we're going to release them as reels slash TikToks every day leading up to the Super Bowl. So if you haven't made it this, if you have made it this far in the broadcast, good on you. Uh, if not, you'll see them on our social medias. But the first one, we got over under for the anthem. 
Right now, it's set at 90 and a half. It does fluctuate a lot leading to kickoff. So I'm sorry if the number's different when you're listening to this. But we got Reba, country music singer. Her longest anthem ever that's been recorded and posted on YouTube was 84 seconds. So much shorter, that would lean under than the 90 and a half number, but it's a Super Bowl. So I'll go to you, Jack. What are you thinking? Give me the over. Come on, Reba. <laughs> any any analysis or just, just hoping? Dude, Reba's a queen. She's going to take her time with the Super Bowl anthem. I mean, you only, you only do that once, right? So she's going to take her time just like Stapleton did. Country singers tend to hit the over. Uh, I'm going to play this one smart here. Take me over. Matt, you agree? Yeah, I got the over. I think the 84 seconds is something that's going to throw people off and get them to sucker bet the under. Uh, country singer, Super Bowl. We saw last year with Stapleton. He went, like, way over. That was, like, a with ease over. That was um, easy. Yeah. yeah, that was, like, an ease. That one hit with ease. Um, but, yeah, give me the over. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing. So two of our drinking game specials, one of them is drink for the length of Brave, and the other one is if Reba comes out with a guitar, drink five. So if both of those do well, this is probably going over, and I'm kind of hoping both do well. So I'll, I'll take in the over just off of that. But right after the anthem, we have the coin toss. So Heads is actually leading the all-time series 30-27 to 27 over Tails. Last 10 has been Tails 7-3. to three. But that's kind of skewed because Tails went on a four-game win streak. Um, I love how I'm talking about them, like they're actual teams. But they're three and three in the last six. So, Matt, I'll start with you this time. Heads or Tails? Thought about this the other day, and the first thing that came to my mind was Tails. Sticking with the gut on it. Going Tails. Uh, I'm just like Matt, I actually I was thinking about this. It kept me up last night. I'm also going Tails. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll, I'll zag while you guys zig. I'll go heads. I mean, 30 and 27, if uh, Auburn's a wagon, heads is a wagon. So I'll, I'll take heads here. I want to call 30 and 27 a wagon. Yeah, don't Let's relax don't be, with that. Don't be comparing 30 and 27 to Auburn at home. It's just not, not comparable. Yeah, and even 30 to 27 is not a wagon. Yeah, 30 to 27, despite them going on a little losing streak. So they're they're still 40, 40 and seventeen. I'd say all right, you're on to something there. Yeah, but what are we like ten and zero at home? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, don't compare. All right. all right, I won't compare. I won't compare heads on a coin to Auburn ever again. Auburn at home. Uh, but the the next one. So we got a couple here for the halftime show. I'm interested to hear what you guys think the first song will be. And then we'll go to the over under eight and a half songs on the actual show. And we'll finish with any cameos you think will show up. So we got our lines here on our notes. I won't go through them all. Um, but Matt, I'll start with you again. First song, over under eight and a half songs. And will there be any cameos? And if so, who? I will go with, I guess the most popular is, yeah. I think plus 350 is good value. So I'll play that. Yeah, I don't know how it would be the other two, but yeah, I'll go, yeah, I don't really know on this one. This like literally could be anything. <laughs> um, so that's why this one's a little dicier. But the eight and a half line, I think maybe with like a rock singer or somebody who has like more like, I don't even know. I don't even know what, what I'm trying to pull or what angle I'm trying to take. Uh, 
I, at a rock or country guy or girl, I'd say over Usher. I mean, there's only four or five songs in what could be the first song. I'm going to go the under. I think we see six or seven songs. Any, any cameo? Oh, and if I see a camo, no cameo uh, for me. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, no Lil nah. John showing up? Nah. Eh, maybe. <laughs> I can see Lil John. There, it is very – the cameos are really juiced, so there's not much value on betting on a cameo. But... Yeah, there's no reason to do so. <laughs> Jack, for me, at least. Thinking? Yeah, look, the first, the first song is always a tough one for me. I wanted to go, yeah, but Colin went with it, so I don't know. It, give me whatever he's got with uh, with Justin Bieber. Give me one of those songs. Um, it's just, far, dude, it could be anything. It could I be think anything. you got a good read on it. I think I'm going Bieber song. Uh, those two hop up first and do their little fucking thing. Uh, so cameos, I'm thinking Bieber shows up, and I really like Luda. I think Luda Chris is there. Some tell me, some tell me Luda showing up. Don't don't sleep on Luda. And yeah, I'd, I'd honestly lead Luda before I say Lil John. But again, like I said, I don't know on the cameos. It's so tough. And then the last one is over under eight and a half songs. You know, you said it's has gone over in the last six halftime shows, yep. you know, traditionally, or I say traditionally, I would say maybe the past six years, I feel like they, you know, they do a, a minute, a minute or two of their song, and then they're already switching it up to a whole new set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, give me the over on it. Let me, let me ride with history. Give me the yeah. over. Yeah. I forget what Rihanna's number was, but it was pretty, I think she did like 21 last year because she would just do like two lines of a song and then switch. That's but nice. I oh, think I counts? have a good read oh, on the first dear, song here. I'm going to go with DJ Got Us Fallen in Love. I think, you know, the, the start of that, where it's just like that, that's like a good good opener kind of after the ads play. So I like that as the first song. And then I'm going to go with the under for the eight and a half. Usher has a lot of these, a lot of these slow kind of medleys. And I think he's going to take up like three or four minutes just going through one. And one of the uh, one of the things we have on our drinking game also is Usher does a lap dance that is not good for network television. So I'm hoping that hits as well, just so we can drink some beer and this under hits. And then for the cameos, Alicia Keys is going to show up, Lil John's going to show up, and Will I Am's going to show up. Wow, it's a lot. Yeah, um, that's a lot right there. Yeah, I'm expecting a very entertaining halftime show here. With one very okay. slow song that makes this under hit. But yeah, right. I mean, the last one that people can actually bet on, Gatorade color. So uh, we don't have to go through all the colors of the rainbow here. But Jack, I'll start with you. What's the Gatorade color going to be? I'm going clear. Going clear. Going water. I think it's going to be some water. I'm thinking it should be hella ice. And I'm thinking that they missed the coach. Yeah. So when they bet these, these are strictly just when they dump it at the end. Yep. That's like all this line is. Yeah. Um, every year, right? Like that's all it's ever been. Yep. Um, did they ever do it where they like did the color of the Gatorade bottle, or was it only ever just the liquid itself? It's the liquid because the liquid. they always use the big jugs. Right, right. All right. So hmm. Wow. Another tough one. I'm gonna go with blue at plus five hundred. No rhyme or reason. Just give me blue. Seems okay, like a guys. random one. I'm going with purple just because it was purple last year. There you go. There you go. And then we got 
Well, yeah, that's another great line right there. Over under two and a half quarters until Brian's blacked out from the drinking game. I said this isn't for the faint-hearted, for the weak-minded, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a rough game. I, you know, I'm going to try and stay strong. I might already have to t- take off work the following day uh, because of how just worried I am for this drinking game. But I will be participating and I will be following along as strictly as possible. I will not, uh, you know, I'm not going to miss a beat on it. So, yeah, two and a half quarters. I want to say, Brian, you're a man and not a little girl. So I want to say you should be able to control yourself at least beyond halftime. I say, say start. That's why I put it at two and a half. Yeah, I'm saying start of the fourth quarter. You're you're uh, you're you're getting toasted. So I guess so you're barely taking the over. I'm barely taking the over. Two and a half would be like halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, I'm taking like start of the fourth quarter. When they get back from that long commercial break to start the fourth quarter, after that's we, when it's going to kick, kick after, in. After we see Dak. Uh, after they hair. rip Dak Prescott commercials <laughs> three times in a row, that just sets you over the line. That's I'm what I got. The, I'm taking the under. I don't think Brian makes it there. I think, I think he's going to strictly follow this game like the man he is. I think by halftime, he's going to be sitting on that couch ready to pass out. He's going to hold out until he sees that kickoff for the second half. And the first time they go to commercial break in the second half, he's done. He's lights out. Done. He'll wake It'll up. It'll be interesting. Fourth quarter, see. six minutes left, but he's taking a long nap. Yeah, I will say we're, we're going to be making some good food on the Super Bowl. So that's going to be saving me a little bit. But during my last couple of months, lowering the calorie intake i haven't been drinking as much so the the tolerance is a little low so we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes on sunday the food will help the, the food, food will help, help for sure but yeah you can find it on our website if you're curious to see i know we keep bringing up Dask, Dak prescott but i'm just so confident they're gonna <laughs> fucking throw him all over the screen on these head and shoulders commercials and maybe some other stuff too but yeah if you want to play go download it you can print it out play along with us uh, on views from section 400 uh, you can you know find it on our socials and O'Brien did a video on it as well just look up our shit views from section 400.com views from section 400 all over socials you'll be able to find it play along print it out send us some videos let me know if there's some stuff we missed or something we should add Brian and uh, you know the rest of us we got a lot of stuff on there so the, there's not much room to add uh, it's it's gonna be a tough game. You're not going to go into it saying you're going to squeeze your way out of, uh, you know, this might be a snake by easily. No, you will be drinking and there will be a lot. Um, But other than that, that's all I got. It's been views from Section 400. I'm Matt, Jack, and Brian. We're along for the ride as well. We dialed it up and now we dial it down. I'll see you all in the next one. Peace. We're damn eagle. Auburn's up 15, baby. Let's win it.